Welcome, folks, to SFLA recap of week three stats and news and stuff like that. Um, there was a little bit of confusion during this week because I got some questions from people and fans. So, you know, I'm going to try to send it differently, you know, so it's not as confusion. But if I end up doing this, just let everybody know. Um, the teams that they play on on the game, um, the Texans are the Penguins. The Titans are the Giraffes. The Vikings are the Spiders. The Bears are the Claws. The Bengals are the Predators. The Bills are the Whales. The Broncos are the Blue Stallions. The Browns are the Goats. The Buccaneers are the Swashbucklers. The Cardinals are the Laughing Hyenas. The Chargers are Lightning. The Chiefs are the Utah Wild Aces. The Colts are Memphis U. The Cowboys are the Stars. The Dolphins are the Fighting Fins. The Eagles are the Jayhawks. The Falcons are the Hearts. The 49ers are the Gold Miners. The Giants are the Grants. The Jaguars are the Golden Knights. The Jets are the Plains. The Lions are the Pumas. The Packers are Snow Monsters. Panthers are Gladiators. The Patriots are the Vipers. The Raiders are the Invaders. The Rams are the Generals. The Ravens are the Blackbirds. The Redskins are the Red Warriors. The Saints are the Kraken. The Seahawks are the Moneymakers. The Steelers are the Tigers, and that is it. So, you know, if I end up sending pictures of the, the games and just the, you know, final scores and you don't know what, what team is who, now you can know going further. I'm not going to try to do that as much anymore. I'm going to try to send the logos and the final scores and maybe some of the jerseys as we get through the rest of this year and, you know, stuff like that. Probably send more of the jerseys. Plan on making some more jerseys too, so every team can at least have one, as we only have 12 or 32 teams right now. Um. Some other things are going to be happening too. Like uh, I'm probably going to be slowing down on games soon. I'm trying to sit as much as I can. I'm hoping to get through halfway or halfway through the season before the end of this week. I was pushing a lot of games, but I want to, you know it's a long year now, a 13 weeks, and I want to get through most of it and get tons of highlights through it. You know, see how this is going to go. It's already been a crazy year, as we'll find out.
Um, that being said, we're going to go through some of this week and what happened in the recap. Um, and also something differently, too. We're actually going to start off with their rankings. So you guys didn't know this, you know, every week I go through the rankings and stuff, and I haven't really been going it through, you know, I say this stuff sometimes, you know, ranking like 5th and, you know, 12th or, you know, something like that, but I don't tell you guys all the rankings, so we're going to do this week, I'm going to tell you guys, you know, 32 through 1 for... So we're going to go through the worst record to the best record. And we're also going to do best offense ranked and best defense ranked for you this week. So you guys know where you guys are ranked at. And see if you want to do something better or something worse. So everybody you know can know the records. And we just saying them out loud and get some different stats out there. And then we'll go inside of individual games. You know, I've been doing this podcast for, you know, a while. That was a good idea. I thought it was a great idea. But I evaluated and thought, even though I'm giving you guys some good stuff, I'm not really giving you everything, so I'm hoping even though this podcast is going to be a little bit longer than it usually is going to be, I'm hoping this podcast is going to be long enough and probably is what going to be the size of every podcast I want to do from now on, so it's going to be pretty lengthy, probably take some time out of your day, but it'll be really important to listen to, you know, if you like SFLA and stuff and want to hear more stuff about it, and want to see how it goes. So first of all, you know, we look through this thing and, you know, rankings-wise for um, records there are four teams that are sitting at 0 and 3 right now so with that being said they're being 0 and 3 and then we have to look at the divisional in the divisional in the divisional there's only one team with a loss so right now, sadly, they're being ranked number 32. So the Anna Spiders, number 32, they are 0-3 and one divisional loss so far this year. They have been playing bad games. They just haven't been able to get a win, which I mean, is not necessarily why you should be ranked 32. And their offense and defense are definitely not ranked 32 this year, but they just haven't been able to pick up a win, and that's where they're at. Um, 31, we have the Singapore Swashbucklers. You know, they were, they were talking about giving Forrest Stick a chance, and he has not really done good because he's over three, so they might be starting Tom Parks eventually, you know, as they keep on going through this. Another 0-3 team is the Chicago Hearts, and I kind of feel like they're in the same boat with the Spires. Like, they've been putting up enough points to win games, but they haven't been able to pull off the games. And then we have the last year runner-ups, the Cincinnati Predators, who are also 0-3. And same scenario there. I feel like they could be a good team like they were last year, really step up and, you know, make it to the plate. They just haven't been able to finish games, and hopefully they can going through this, or, you know, they won't be a very good team this year. Then we have to start looking at the one and two teams. Next up, we have the Laughing Hyenas. You know, Zach Lavita threw two picks, and they're lost this week. Hopefully he can get a better arm and get a better accuracy going for them. As hopefully he doesn't throw two picks next week as I thought he was their guy after Pard left. Um, speaking of Pard, next up right in front of them is Pard and the Kraken, who are also one and two. 
Not a bad season to start out. They got whooped their game one, but came back and won their game two against the Giraffes in OT. And this week in week three, lost a close one. So, and Parch's not playing bad. He's having, he's having an average year this year so far. But he's gotten them a win. He's looking like he might be their guy eventually, trying to set that offense up. Not really what they're looking for, kind of like with their offense right now. But they ain't looking too bad where they're at. Uh, then we got uh, the Buffalo Whales. They're one and two. Like I said, just kind of like the crack. And not bad season right now. I feel like the Whales could definitely step up and be way better than the team. I think what they're doing right now, they ain't looking like the best team like they should be looking like. On um, the Snow Monsters. Now, this is an interesting one, too. The Snow Monsters. Um, they're one and two. And... Um, you know, they were 0-2, and, and people were thinking about, you know, they have Zach Zims, who got drafted last year. This is his second year, and they're talking about if Ferdakowitz can't seem to make a playoff push this year or can't seem to, you know, do very good as he was 0-2 for he won this week in a dominational game, as he knew his job was on the line, he played very well. Is Zach Zims going to be that guy? They said Zach Zims is going to be their franchise quarterback, you know, after Ferdakowitz would retire. They said we're giving Ferdakowitz one more chance. You know, last year they stood off 3-0 and kind of fell I don't know what's going to happen this year. This year, they were 0-2. And then for Duckwitz this week, decided, hey, if my job's in line, i got to play well. He whooped up, put up 35 points, and actually won a game this week. Hopefully, he can look for that further, as I, I think he's a great quarterback myself. And hopefully, he can, you know, not lose his job. Nothing against Zach Zins. I like for Duckwitz deserves a starting job. And he plays there for a reason. Um, next up, we got the New York Grants. And this is another interesting one. Somehow... I don't know how, but somehow they're one and two. Their first two weeks, they got shut out. Week one, they lost 24 to nothing against the Vipers. Week two, Zach Wooth, rookie quarterback, had a phenomenal game. Not only him, the receiver, Taylor Gibson, had five receiving touchdowns in one game. Had one this week. He has six total now in just three weeks. And they beat up on the Grants 47 to nothing. But all of a sudden this week, the Grants can put up some points. Like what? The Grants somehow, I don't know how, but beat the champs of last year, the New Jersey Jayhawks, 22-16, to sending the Jayhawks a 2-1. and I don't know how this happened. The Jayhawks are looking phenomenally well with, like, their championship ready once again. But the Grants played a very, very interesting game. Run game kind of sucked. Again, the run game is not doing very good this year. But Sean Pond didn't play a very bad game at all. Ashley threw two touchdown passes, including the winning one in OT, to Phil Falala, his receiver, the rookie from last year, who only caught two touchdown catches last year, caught his first one this year to win the game. So very interesting stuff there. Um, with that being said, we're going to go on to the next team here. And the next team is... The Cleveland Goats. Now, the Cleveland Goats aren't a bad team, but they're not really a good team either. This is one of the teams that I'm not really, I don't really know yet about the Goats. Tim Golden, you know, this is a second-year head coaching for them. He's He manifested this offense where he wants Anthony Young to throw the ball constantly. But they had Deshaun Newkirk, who averages 27 carries a game, and is not bad in the run game and could get a man of, could get a massive run game going for them. They really don't know which way they want to go on the offense. One week they throw, you know, 55 passes. The next week they throw 12, which and that's not a bad decision. 
But you have to develop what kind of offense you really want. I mean, I guess you could keep the defense on the toes if you keep on switching it up, but also you're keeping yourself on your toes because if you go into a game, keep on changing everything up, it's going to get so confusing. And when one thing doesn't work, you can't switch to the other thing that quickly. And, you know, you're working on it all that week. So, you know, it's interesting that they, they really haven't found themselves really. Like, really, it's been, you know, them throwing a KJ Jordan every once in a while or current and keeping the games close. Um, next up, we have the Gold Miners. You know, Ray McDonald not playing a bad season. Their halfback, Chaz Summers, is actually having a huge season this year. Uh, 373 yards so far in the three games that he's played and two rushing touchdowns, really whooping it up. He has not been MVP, or he's been MVP two out of the three of the games. Really doing very well. Him and um, Jr. Wellawan are looking like they want some rushing yards. As they want their names in the playbook and their rookies of the year. Summer says, "This is my job, my spot." Um, that being said, the next team is the Dallas Stars. Now, they ain't doing too bad either. They won their first game this week. Jeff Jeffries played a phenomenal, pretty good game. He threw a pick, didn't throw a touchdown, but a 16 for 19 and kept the teams close. As you know, they tried to get stuff going. Nick Nice had a pretty good day with the rushing touchdown. Really well opened up the run game for him. Nick Nice, first game over 100 rushing yards since last year of week eight. So, I mean, it's definitely good that they finally got that run game going where they needed it to be because they were expected to have a great run game and they haven't really got it yet. Um, next up, we have the Chicago Claws. Now, they ain't doing too bad. Rookie quarterback Quincy Claws not having a bad season. Seven touchdowns, four picks on the year. Not having a great season. Not having a bad season either. They could have won week one against the Plains. Their kicker didn't miss three of his field goals. Um, week two, not bad. We won. This week fell a little bit short, but the, the thing is with Quincy Call is he's being there no matter what. Like, he's been in the game pretty much every week, and he's had a chance to really prove himself as a guy. Like, people have been like, no, he's not this guy. Why'd they trade away Nick Guy? You know, people want Turner fired, but honestly, I think even though it looks to me like Nick Guy could have been their guy and, like, he was playing well, took him a few years to get there, but he looked like he could be a starting quarterback for them. It doesn't look to me like Quincy Cole is not doing any worse. He's not doing any better, but he, in my opinion, he's developing faster than what Nick Guy was. He's improving better and better and faster every week. And it took Nick Guy three years. Last year was his chance to prove himself. And to make the playoffs, and he was close. Had the eight seed, but lost it in wild card. Like it took him three years to be their guy. And in my opinion, you know, they took so much time with Monty Parr. Wasn't no other guy. Wasn't no other guy. Wasn't really their guy. You know, Matt Jensen. They haven't really found their guy, and they thought it was Nick Guy. But then, you know, you kind of fell short. Well, now I think Quincy Qual honestly is their guy because he's producing so much athleticism and being better at producing progress than what any other quarterbacks are. I think like he is their franchise quarterback. He's getting there. You just have to give him time. Uh, next up, the Red Warriors are one and two. KJ Phillips not having bad games. 
been very close in all three of his games. The Boulder Moneymakers, they ain't having a bad season either at one and two. They ain't playing too bad. Uh, the biggest thing with them is Tyrese Jones, you know, big half back. You know, he's a big part of their plan. Not doing too bad. Uh, with 188 rushing yards a season, so that's not great between three games. But also, you have to think too. He has had 25 carries. Like that's not a lot. Like they usually knock him small, and he gets big carries. So that's not bad. You know, especially now, 13 games a season, he can get over a thousand. You know, if they do that. Um. Next up, we have. The Utah Wild Aces, the second to last team who's one and two. They ain't playing bad. They lost two of their three games and they lost two in OT. So you've got to think, you know, when you get close to that game and you decide to tie it instead of maybe going for a fourth down or maybe driving down, maybe you didn't have enough time. But if you could have went differently, maybe you know, try to win in the fourth quarter because both times in OT, the other team got the ball first and they, you know, either kicked a field goal to win the game, you know, and their defense stopped. Walla or stopped Burke on fourth down, or they scored a touchdown. You know, they really got to get that ball first. The fact that they didn't kind of hurt them. You know, big things, that's the hard part about OT. You've got to rely on things rather than just the main people that you try to rely on, which is interesting. Um, that being said, the second to last, or the last team that's one and two are the Birmingham Penguins. Now, they haven't had a bad season either. They lost a close one, 29-28, against Memphis U, a divisional rival this year. I mean, a divisional rival in their own division. They lost their first divisional game. Roland Hayes is playing a very good season, and so is his receiver. They just lost another close one. In week one, they lost to the Jayhawks in a close one by a touchdown. They had a chance to win it, and Hayes threw an incompletion. This week, they were winning, and... They just had gave Memphis U 37 seconds. They drove down, kicked a field goal with their kicker, Katana, and it was good. You just keep pumping too much time, but very close games. I feel like their offense was great. I feel like they could possibly fight for a well card spot, what they're looking like right now, or maybe even, maybe even like a fifth seed, maybe even um, the divisional winners. I mean, even though they are the worst ones in the divisional right now. That's not saying anything different because the giraffes, we've seen the giraffes fall. We said Memphis U fall, and the Golden Knights are kind of iffy right now with their record. Like, they're not looking, you know. Now, speaking of the two and one teams, the two and one teams will start out with the New Jersey Jayhawks. And the reason they're so low is because they were the champs last year, looking like they were championship ready, and they lost to the team who couldn't put up nothing in the first two weeks. Lost to the Grants 22 to 16 this week. Yeah, hopefully. They don't fall like that again because that, that might be devastating, you know, when you lose kind of like that. You know, losing to a team who hasn't put up no points in the first two weeks, which is just crazy. Uh, next up, you have the Generals. The Generals are actually looking too bad. Willie Nadier has pulled off two pretty good wins, looking like he's ready for maybe a playoff berth. As, uh, they have not really – or he made the playoffs last year but lost in round one. Maybe this year he's sticking a little bit more. He's playing – Last year he played a lot of Conzerto. This year he's playing a little bit more pushy, playing a little more angry, you know, pushing spots, you know, pushing throws. But, I mean, that could be risky, but he's making these throws too. Like, he's looking like a franchise quarterback, what they wanted out of him, which is big. 
Um, next up, we got the Blackbirds. Now, Blackbirds aren't a bad team either. They were 2-1, and one and their loss wasn't really a loss either, in my opinion. I feel like McCann Bay still played very good. Melvin Mitchellich had over 200 rushing yards in that game. They're playing like they were two and a half years ago when McCann Van was MVP ready with the passer rating, and they lost in round one of the playoffs. That's what they're looking like right now. They're looking like maybe they have a chance this year. Maybe Mitchellich in his last year of run game might want to get a ring. Maybe McCann Bay thinks his job's on the line. Maybe, you know, their defense wants to step up because their defense is overrated. Don't really know what their plan is, but they're doing very well in progressing of what they want to do with the football and whatever they're doing, they're sticking with it and they should stick with it as they're two and one with this idea, whatever they're running. Uh, next up, we have the Denver Blue Spartans. Uh, Blue Spartans are playing a very good season with quarterback Kyle Snow, his first year starting. He's an undrafted quarterback free agent. Last year, they got signed to be behind, or two years ago, they got signed behind Terry John for one year. And last year, after Terry John got traded to the Vipers, he got dropped. So, you know, one year back behind Terry John, one year free agent. And this year, his third year, he becomes a starter for the Blue Spartans. Not playing too bad. Four touchdowns, two picks this year. Not playing very bad at all. Really is, he's relying on the run game by J.R. Awalawan, the rookie halfback. He's having very good numbers. You know, he's found Marcus Ford for a couple of touchdowns. They lost to a close one against the Fighting Finns this week by a touchdown. And that's just because Sidney Stewart is having massive numbers, looking to be number one halfback once again, and he's just a veteran halfback. Him and LZ have been running this league for years, and Sidney Stewart proved it right there. JR tried to stay close with him, but JR had like 800 or like 178 rushing yards, and Sidney Stewart had like 238. Just like whooped up the rush game way past JR. Nobody can stay with Sidney Stewart. He should just stay down when he was there. Um, then the LA Lightning, same division. The LA Lightning played a very close game. But lost this one. Noah Reef is playing very good there in his first year. They're playing like he's their guy. Like they needed to find a quarterback that wasn't Forrest Dick. Because Forrest Dick's obviously not doing good with his new job. Reef says, this is my job. I'm taking it. He's played very good well. He's not. He's kind of playing conservative. Not really playing conservative. Playing very close games. Winning games. Using everybody that he can use. Loving the receiver. Matt Jones, a veteran receiver. Doing very well. Uh, we're going to go down to the Orlando Giraffes. They're a 2-1 with um, uh, Brian back under center. Very close thing there. Um, the Golden Knights are 2-1, which is the reason earlier why I said I'm not really believing they're quite there yet. It's because they had the gutter record quarterback, Kamu Murray. And B, both games that they've won have been by driving field goals in the fourth quarter. With how much, like, with like a minute left, Murray drives down, gets him in field range, and kicks the field goal to win. Which, that's not bad, but in the non-game scenario, if it's reversed, when their defense hold, like right now, they're holding on just winning field goals. And that's not bad, you know, winning, that's all that matters. But when that falls, it's going to be interesting to see if they can catch back up. And then Memphis U, obviously, to Paul Penn, drove down, kicked their winning field goal this week against the Penguins, and, you know, provided, you know, looking like he was a good quarterback. Uh, then we'll go to the 3-0 teams, which we have... Oh, no, sorry. We got one more 2-1 team, my bad. 
We got the New York Plains, who won this week after losing last week, 24-19. Cam Bayon looked pretty good in that game. And then we got the 3-0 teams, which they are four of them, right? Wait, no. One, two, three, four, five teams right now. Wait, no, six teams right now are 3-0 and, and all looking like phenomenally well games and all looking like, eh, we're pushing for playoff berth already. Three weeks in, we're pushing for playoff berth, even though it's 13 weeks. They're all pushing really well. Um, we got the... Lick Creek Tigers, who are 3-0 with quarterback Kevin Travis, his first year starting there. He was a third string for Aaron Waddington a lot of years ago, probably like six or seven. And you know, he was a backup in this league for Aaron retired, and then he kind of left. He was a starter for three years for the Kraken. Didn't play too bad there, and then he got fired. Well, then Brett Haybird said, hey, you know, the reason we're not winning as a Tiger is because we're not the Tigers. We don't we don't look like the Tigers anymore. So, you know, he signed some people who used to be on the Tigers organization. He signed Kevin Travis and wanted him to start, which he did. He beat DC Wins for the job, and he said, we didn't really want Kevin Travis to beat him for the job. But he said, honestly, DC Wins is that good Marcus Mariota spot. Wins already has 17 carries for 56 yards and three rushing touchdowns on the year. He just comes in, runs the ball, and leaves. That's what his job is for Kevin Travis. Kevin Travis did take a new number. Instead of 13, he's now in the number five, and it was great on him. The biggest thing, too, though, the Tigers last week got six sacks, which will definitely be big for that defense as they're now going to be ranked as, and I'll go through the rankings in just a second. They'll be ranked higher now with that scenario. Um, then we got the Gladiators, who are kind of all alone in their division. I mean, 1-2, and 0-3, oh and 0-3. Oh their division's really locked down by them right now. As long as they win their divisional games, but Jureen's not bad. Jureen is right now even in divisional games last year. In his rookie year, he was two and two, so he wants to be, you know, even again, or maybe even more than that. Right now, he's playing three and zero, playing phenomenally well. One by field goal, one by a touchdown, and one by a couple touchdowns. Very playing very well, moving that scenario. He's seven passing touchdowns, three picks, three rushing touchdowns, fighting the spaces. Napoleon and Bama has two rushing touchdowns season, and their backup Stevie Stevie has two rushing touchdowns this season, using that run game to their offense and acknowledging it very well. Um, then we have the 3-0 Missouri Vipers playing very well. Terry John is throwing, averaging 17 throws a game. And no, we're not kidding. He's a person who threw 56 passes average last year is now throwing a total of 15. And you want to know why? It's because of the rookie halfback Traquan Cole that Sean drafted. He is averaging 30 carries a game and over 200 yards a game. That kid is a beast. Or maybe they're just because they're giving him so many carries, but it's really working. They're giving that young guy, using his energy to wear down this defense, kind of like what they do with the fighting fin to Sidney Stewart. He's doing very well, being patient, using that run game. It worked out great for them right now as they are 3-0. and That being said, the third-place team right now at being 3-0 and are the Oakland Invaders of their halfback, LZ Olawan. But that's not why they're here. And you'd be like, what? And honestly, LZ's had a good season. But reason the reason that Invaders are here is because of their defense. Their defense has played phenomenal football. Averaging three sacks a game right now. 
and is averaging a pick a game. They're playing so well. They're all over the place, making sure that nothing happened. In that one game, they had five turnovers that they used, three picks and two forced fumbles. I mean, they're just all over the place. They're playing phenomenally well defense. Their defensive coordinator, coordinator Aaron Warrington, is doing very well being that coordinator. I'm sure Tony Smith, the head coach, is loving that he hired this guy because he is moving that defense and making them very well known coming into this season. The second-place team is the Detroit Pumas, who are 3-0 with rookie quarterback Zach's wife, who has basically a phenomenal offense all of a sudden. Last year, they were ranked 28th, did not have receiver Taylor Gibson, and did not have quarterback Zach Waif. Then all of a sudden, they have these two pieces, and it's like they're the best core, best corporation and best duo in the world. Six touchdown touches, catches between them in just two and just three games. Amazing. He had five in week two against the Grants and had one this week. Zach Waif is having a phenomenal season. Nine touchdowns, no picks, passer rating of 83%. This kid is going places. We thought Drew Rain was going places. Nah, scratch that. Drew Rain's 3-0. I don't care. Zach Waif is playing phenomenally well. He's moved a 28-number offense into the top 10 offense. That's ridiculous. Just by adding him. That's amazing football. But they're just the ranked second. Ranked number one right now. Is the Fighting Fence who are three and zero, and that is because of the Sydney Stewart run game. And you don't want to know why? Because in just three games, Sydney Stewart has a total of 53 carries and 401 yards in three games. That's ridiculous. The most in a season right now is by him. He's the number one rushing rushing halfback, and for a good reason. He's playing very patient, and he's hitting those holes, and he's hitting those um, openings very well. And he's just blasting through there like a bullet, like a cannon, and just dominating, breaking tackles. He's being amazing of a guy. Now, with that being said, we're going to now go through the rankings. As I told you, this is going to be long. We're already 38 minutes, 30 minutes in and 41 seconds in. Um, with that being said, we're going to go see... Now we're going to rank the defenses and then the offenses. <coughs> so. The 32-ranked defense is the Grants. Another 31-ranked defense is the Spiders. Number 30 is the Swashbucklers. Number 29 is the Kraken. Number 28 is the Hearts. Number 27 is the Laughing Hyenas. Number 26 is the Baltimore Blackbirds. 25 Predators. 24 Goats. 23 Plains. 22 Whales. 21 Giraffes. 20 Penguins. 19 the LA Lightning. 18 the Blue Spartans. 17 Wild Aces. 16 Red Warriors. 15 Stars. 14 Gold Miners, 13 Generals, 12 Jayhawks, 11 the Boulder Moneymakers, uh, 10 Kraken, 9 Missouri Vipers, 8 the Goats, 7 Fighting Fins, 6 Snow Monsters, 5 Chicago Claws, 4 Detroit Pumas, 
three Golden Knights, two Lit Creek Tigers, and number one defense right now is the Oakland Invaders. So that's the rankings, one through or 32 through one. As now we get to the offensive rankings. We have the Grants at number 32, uh, 31 is the Spiders, 30 is the Snow Monsters, 29 is the Kraken, 28 is the Swashbucklers, 27 is the Hearts, 26 is the Laughing Hyenas, 25 is the Goats, 24 is the Predators, 23 is the Whales, 22 is the Kraken, 21 is the Generals, 20 is the Gold Miners, uh, 19 is the Claws, 18 is the Red Warriors, 17 is the Stars, 16 is the Jayhawks, 15 we got the Golden Knights, 14 we have Memphis U, 13 we got the Blackbirds, 12 Tigers, 11 we have the Boulder Moneymakers, 10 we have the Hawaii Gladiators, 9 uh, Blackbirds, 8 we have the Claws, 7 we have um, the Giraffes, 6 we have the Birmingham Penguins, 5 the Utah Wild Aces, 4 LA Lightning, Three New York Plains, two Missouri Vipers, and number one is the Fighting Finns is the number one running uh, number one offense one through thirty two. Uh, that being said, we're gonna get week four right at you, as we're gonna start it real quickly, and I'm gonna send probably pictures of jerseys and probably the stat line. And I'm just gonna try to send more stuff to you so you guys know what's happening. Maybe some highlights. Don't really know yet. That being said, this podcast is over. I hope to see you guys. I hope you guys listen in to the next one as we get through this, you know, year. I'm loving this year already. It's even crazy. It's really getting crazy and amazing. As the first game of the of week two or week uh, four, my bad, is going to be. The Oakland Invaders, who are three to Versus the one and two New York Grants is what we're starting off this week. See you next time.